At the end of the day, we all want to be authentic. I think it's all a process. We have to show up how we are in this moment and be okay with that. Setting an intention for the stage presence. Like, I think that's so important. I want to watch someone who is passionate about what they're talking about. It's never too late to be who you've always wanted to be because that's where your power is. It's in the now. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I have a smile on my face because today I have an interview. It's a really good one, and we haven't had an interview for quite a long time. I am so excited for you to meet today's guest. And before I introduce today's guest, I'll introduce myself, which I sometimes forget to do because I know many of you are finding the podcast for the first time and just starting to tune into the more recent episodes. And if that's you, if that's not you, by the way, welcome and thank you for listening to the show all this time. And if you are new, also welcome. I'm Jess. I'm the host and creator of this show. I started it in 2018. Because when I was in my corporate career, I struggled with confidence, I struggled with my voice, and I felt like there wasn't a lot of honest dialogue out there around some of the confident struggles that women often experience in the workplace that I was very interested in having a dialogue around. And so when I was in my corporate career, I decided to create this show because I wanted to talk more openly and honestly about those things. And I wanted to share some of the things that I had learned that I wish I had figured out sooner that probably would have saved me a lot of heartache and pain and suffering. I wanted to share that with other women so that they didn't get stuck in some of the traps and experience some of the pitfalls that I experienced in my career. And so I started this show in 2018. And a couple years later, I fell so in love with the show and found myself enjoying it so much that I decided that I was going to take it full time. I left behind my corporate job in 2021 last year. That was really hard. I loved my corporate career and I took this show full time and became a career coach for women. And now I support women both through my one-on-one coaching, my group coaching, and through this show and all of my free content. I support women in finding confidence and finding a powerful voice and really expanding into that next level of their career, whether that's a promotion or stepping into something bigger or different or just putting themselves on bigger projects and having more visibility in their current role. Whatever that looks like, I help women really prepare for that next level and build the confidence that they're going to need to succeed in that next level. It brings me so much joy and I love talking to performers. A lot of the guests, I mean, I've had lots of different kinds of guests on the show, but several of the guests that I've had on the show are either actors or performers. And today's guest, Shay, falls into that category. Shay is a stand-up comedian and As someone myself who's been on stage, I see stand-up comedy as one of the things, like one of the uh, forms of performance that requires the most guts and bravery. So I knew that I wanted to have a conversation with Shay about confidence and courage and finding your voice because anyone who has the guts to get on stage alone with a microphone and interact with an audience in that way is going to have a lot to share about confidence and finding your voice and stepping into the spotlight. And I know that's something that so many of you are focused on and working on. And so if you're someone who dreams of being able to speak up in a meeting in a way that commands the attention of the room and is super strong and compelling and captivating, I think you'll find so many nuggets of wisdom in this episode that will guide you along your journey. I also have really exciting news to share with you, and you're going to hear me and Shay talk about this more as we get into the interview, but Shay has generously offered a discount code for you all to attend a humor workshop. 
So these humor workshops are, they're hosted by Shay, and they're a place where you can come and connect with others, decompress, exit your comfort zone, tap into the joy and playfulness of humor. And there is a $10 off discount for anyone who listens to this show and uses the code SPEAKUP when they sign up. This will all make more sense as you listen to the interview because you're going to hear us talk about these workshops. But I wanted to let you know up front because workshops like this are such a great opportunity to exit your comfort zone, do something different, unplug, and just play with your confidence and explore a new environment that could help you stretch your confidence. So I wanted to tell you about it before I dive into the interview in case you don't make it all the way to the very end. You will find in the show notes the link to sign up. You will also find the discount code and information on how to use the discount code. And I believe the workshops will be happening the week after this episode releases. So if you're listening the week that it comes out, which I know many of you are, you can check out the link and grab your spot and you probably won't regret it. So if you're thinking of doing it, I would. And as you learn about Shay and hear this conversation, I think you may find that you are drawn towards it and that you want to try it out. If so, listen to your instincts because in the past when I've listened to my instincts and tried out these different kinds of environments and classes and workshops, it has done wonders for my confidence, wonders for my confidence. So if you feel that pull, I really encourage you to listen to it and follow it. All right, let's dive into the interview. Let's meet Shay. I think that you're going to love this one, and I will catch you at the very end. My name is Shay Dominguez. I am first and foremost, uh, if I had to label myself a comedian, but I'm also a content creator. I help people with their podcasts and their websites and just video creation in general. I do a lot of writing as well. That's what I do. And now I'm in Atlanta doing my thing. Awesome. And where would you say is a place in your life right now that is kind of like a growth area for you or just something that you're focusing on in terms of your own evolution? Yeah. 2022, it's here. And I'm so excited for it because it just, it's like kind of a restart. It really is to reflect on the past year. But one thing that I am focusing on as far as growth is my mindset. I truly think that anything I want, whether it's to have the best body I've ever had, you know, be mobile and be able to travel and be healthy, or if I want to have a thriving business or thriving relationships, I just, I've realized after lots of experience and, and just learning, it all starts with the mindset. Like, you you can have the plans. I don't know how many exercise routines I've planned and I've researched and I've put in my calendar, but the calendar doesn't matter if your mindset is not in it, right? If you're not willing to put on your running shoes and go outside, and I'm on this because I've been running for the past six days, you know, I, I, I would walk before uh, because it's like, I, I'm not ready to, to run. I'm ready to run. And my mind wants to give up way before my body, you know, has to give up. So I, I just feel like right now is a really good time for me to focus on the thing that sets everything into place, which is mindset. I love that so much. I think it's so cool that you said that. Because I think sometimes when we feel stuck, it can feel really real and it can just feel like, nope, like I'm just stuck. And I think to realize that so much of like what we feel and what we think is true is in our hands to change, even if it takes time and effort, I feel like is one of the most freeing truths ever. I love that. And how you said real, because what is real? I, I mean, you create through your thoughts, which your thoughts aren't real, but your thoughts create reality, right? You can't touch a thought but it it has so much creation power that it's like you can't really focus on the reality if you're trying to change it. You have to focus on what you want through your thought. I totally agree. That reminds me of something I read in a book about how like we're really good at using our imagination to imagine all the horrible things that can happen. But then when it comes to imagining something better or different, 
that's all of a sudden where we're like, I can't like imagine that because that doesn't exist. And it's just so wild to realize that. We live in our past thoughts. When you wake up in the morning, what do you think of? You think of what you did the day before. You think of the mistakes that you made the day before, the things you regret the day before instead of, and I, I say you, we all do it. We all, including myself, right? But it's being able to take that thought and being like, nope, I'm not going to keep reliving my past. I'm going to create my future. Oh, I love this conversation so much. And I'm like, oh my God, we can have an entire side conversation just on mindset, please, <laughs> which I kind of want to do. Yeah. But I want to hear about your experience on stage. And I want to get some of your wisdom on like what it means to be authentic, what it means to have presence, what it means to have a confident voice. So let's just start with what it's like for you to be on stage or to have people watching you perform. Has that experience always felt good? Like what has been the evolution of how you feel in terms of your confidence on stage? It wasn't something where I was like, yeah, I love being on stage and I love performing in front of people. It was not like that at all. And I remember I was probably about 10 years old and my elementary school was having a talent show and I signed up for it and I brought up a joke book and literally just read jokes out of my joke book to a bunch of elementary school kids and my teachers. And I remember, you know, the teachers gave a few chuckles, but, you know, I don't know if the, the elementary school kids weren't paying attention or my jokes weren't funny. Uh, I just remember not getting a lot of laughs. And that could also just be in my head as well. But either way, it scared the crap out of me. And so I think that was a defining moment, for better or for worse, for me to be afraid to step on stage and to be in the spotlight, really. As a child, I felt a lot of judgment. I was gay, closeted until I was 18. And so even if people didn't know I was gay, I just saw the world and saw how they treated gay people. And especially in my very conservative small town. So I really internalized all of that. So it made me scared to be in the spotlight, but actually that helped me develop my humor because I was able to take conversations and take the funny out of them, you know, and like make fun of them or be sarcastic or whatever it was. And I, I think I really developed humor as a sense of protection and I just got good at it. So fast forwarding quite a bit, I had graduated with my MBA in business and I was working. I knew I didn't want to work a nine to five. I just knew it. I was working part-time as a personal trainer and part-time at Starbucks. And one of my coworkers at Starbucks says, hey, I teach this improv class. Please come and join us. And you know, I knew I liked comedy and laughter. And so I thought I'd try. And it was one of the scariest things I've ever done. I think within the first like few sessions, I cried. I cried in front of everybody because we were getting just very vulnerable and it was scary. But I think what was scarier was you be in an exercise where you have to go up by yourself, like actually take the initiative to go on stage. And then you don't the whole exercise, right? That, that was scarier to me than actually stepping on stage and doing it. Like I didn't want to be there at the end of the exercise and be like, She's the only one who didn't go. What's wrong with her? You know, why is she so shy? So that's where I really started breaking out of my comfort zone, I felt. And then it continued. I continued to do improv. I continued to do it in LA, which was really fun. But I will say it hasn't been until this past year or so when I started stand-up comedy where I've had a lot of realizations of not having that safety of other people on stage being able to be my backup, being, you know, taking care of me. Now I have the mic. So my, you know, stage presence has has been an evolution from that 10-year-old kid being scared off to having a team that, okay, I, I need that support to then being able to, 
you know what? I can do this on my own. When somebody would ask me what I do, I say, I'm a comedian. They say, well, tell me a joke. Oh, I'm not a stand-up comedian. I don't tell jokes. I'm an improviser. It's, it's different. They're like, why don't you do stand-up? No, 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 not for me. It's, it's not for me. You know, it's scary people judging you. It's your own jokes that you think are funny. And so I had this story in my head of being so scared to try this stand-up that I never did. So just now being able to look back on that and being able to say, I did something that I never thought I could do. And that is really cool to me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for opening up about all of that and sharing that with me and with everyone who's going to get to hear it. I think what's so cool about what you shared is that like, I bet if someone came to see one of your shows and saw you on stage they'd probably think, oh, she's confident she can get up there. Like I could never do that. And I think what's so important for people to make the connection is like, it's not that black and white, right? Like it's not that they're like people that can speak up and take up space. And then people that just can't, there's like this huge gray area. And I think it's so cool to hear your story as an example of like, you're doing this thing and also it felt scary and it felt challenging and you had to get past a lot of things to even like venture into it. Yeah, people do say that. People, oh, you you seem so confident and that's awesome. <laughs> I love that I put off that type of energy. And at the same time, I remember doing my first five minute set that was being recorded and it, it was just at this very well-known comedy club here in Atlanta. So I was nervous, but every time I told a joke and a punchline and people laughed in my head, I was like, oh God, oh God, oh God, what's the next joke? What's the next joke? Literally every time, because it's it's like, okay, they think it's funny. Okay. Okay. Well, what's next? Like what happens if I stop, if I black out and I don't know what the next thing is to say, you know, complete stage fright. So that still goes on in your head even though you can seem very confident on stage. And it just comes with practice too. You know, I'm not, there was a five minutes that I did later where I practiced a lot more. And so I had less of that, oh God, oh God feeling, but yeah, it's still in there. It's still in there. Some people have a good skill at disguising that. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're one of those people and I want to get your thoughts on stage presence. So maybe we could just start with your personal definition of it. And then we can talk about like what you've learned and what you'd advise to someone who wants to have a more impactful presence when they speak. So what is your definition of like what it means for you to have a strong stage presence? For me to have a strong stage presence is being interested in who you're talking to, but also that you enjoy what you're talking about. You have to have passion for for what you're talking about. And you build skill with that. Just because you're passionate about gaming doesn't mean you can give a really powerful, impactful speech about it for 20 minutes. That takes practice. But having stage presence, I want to watch someone who is passionate about what they're talking about. Right. Those are all the TED Talks. Or it's like, that is their thing. That is what they're passionate about. And that's why those are super powerful. I would say, and I don't know if this is, this goes really hand in hand with this, but like setting an intention for the stage presence. Like, I think that's so important. I remember a, a few sets, you know, a few stand up sets. I want, my intention is to have a good time. My intention is to make these people laugh. I have to be comfortable for these other people to be comfortable. You know, I can't be up there. I've been in the crowd when there's a person on stage and they're uncomfortable talking and I'm uncomfortable listening. It's, it's not fun, but you all, you always, you know, when you go home to your family and friends, you always talk about the people who really captivated you. You don't really talk about, Oh, well, this person was nervous and this person was, you know, anxious. They didn't know what they were talking about. It's so easy to just, okay, I have this thing to do. I just have to get it over with, but make those minutes count. You never know what can happen. You never know what can happen out of that. 
Oh my gosh. I love everything you shared so much. And I especially like it because it's so accessible because like, I really think a lot of people's heads go to like, okay, for me to have strong presence, I need to be like flawless and super confident and really strong and everything has to be really smooth. And I think what you're coming back to is like, ironically, some of the easiest things to do, you know, even if you're still in the process of building confidence of like focus on your audience, like care a lot about them. If you care a lot about them, they're not going to really notice you, but they're going to think you are amazing because <laughs> they're yeah. focused on themselves yes. and like enjoyment. And I think that I think a lot of times we think that we have to have this big, strong, powerful presence. And I think what you're speaking to is just so much more realistic. And like, we don't like those people who have the big fake confidence. Anyway, it's like not so interesting for an audience. I heard this from Lewis Howes. I don't know where it originated this quote, but it's the most interesting person in the room is the most interested person in the room. And I think we can get so caught up getting on stage, being so interested in ourselves. What are they going to think of me? Right. And that's that's the insecurity. And I have it, too. You know, I still deal with it. I I think it's a a lifelong thing that you deal with and manage. But when we're insecure, we are focusing on ourselves. We have to show up how we are in this moment and be okay with that. It's this self-love, really Uh, a big concept. But it, it is really being interested in who you're talking to rather than being interested in how they're going to perceive you. Totally. And it's hard, right? Like you said, like, cause we get so stuck in our own heads, but I think even like for someone listening, who's like, has to, you know, speak up in a meeting or share their work. Like there's just so many ways you can make it about the other people. And there's so many ways where you can harness that enthusiasm and that passion and, it doesn't have to be like this big thing. Like you really can just take those small steps. And I'd be curious to get your thoughts on this idea of like identifying as like shy, quiet, or introverted. So a lot of the women who listen to this show and are part of this community self-identify using those terms. And I'm curious what your thoughts are on someone who identifies that way and believes that because they are that way, they can't be compelling or like have a super strong presence. People see me putting content out and they, so they don't think of me as shy, but I am shy. (laughs) Really? I am very shy, you know, and it depends on the situation. You know, if I want to walk up and ask somebody out, I'm very, very shy. If, or, you know, just if like getting into the comedy crowds, you know, whether in LA or Atlanta or St. Louis, I was very shy, but I like, I wasn't that person who was running up to everyone and being like, tell me your story. What, give me advice on this, that type. Like I said, I cried in my first, (laughs) in one of my first improv classes, but I think it's again, going to that mindset of like, what do you want? This is a big question. What do you want out of your life? I mean, being shy, I like introverted and extroverted. I've actually liked the way that we have redefined those things. I feel like in the past couple of years, because we always said introverted is just this person who doesn't want to talk to anybody who wants to stay at home by themselves, but it's actually how we get our energy, right? We get our energy by being by ourselves. I live by myself and I get so much energy by being by myself. And I am very careful of when I go out and spend time with people and who I spend it with. And if I need to go home early because I'm not that person who stays out till 3 a.m., like I am an introvert. So I think shy is a little bit different than introvert. I think shy is something that can be managed through practice and through skill. So again, it's like, what do you want out of life? Do you want to talk in front of people? Do you want Do you have a strong stage presence? Do you have a powerful message that you want to share with people because of your experience in life, what you've learned, your wisdom? Everybody has that. Everybody. So it's, are you willing to say, you know what? I'm shy and it's really hard. It's really hard to talk to people, to walk up to people. 
But as soon as you see those thoughts going in your head, you're like, wait, I'm afraid that they'll think I'm weird. You know, what, what is, is that thing that's holding you back? I don't want this to sound harsh, but it's kind of an excuse. And and I don't mean that in, in a, a bad way. Like I understand people don't want to, to put themselves out there and by doing improv or by speaking, that's fine. But if you want to do that, then at some point, you know, you can have presence on stage. You can be a powerful speaker. It comes with, with practice. And uh, I, I think a change of, of mindset. Yeah. And do you have any practical tips for someone who is trying to get more comfortable in the spotlight? Like, do you have any tricks that you use before you go on stage or just anything that someone can steal to try out? Give away my secrets. Let's <laughs> see. <laughs> I, I mean, I think I want to go back to what I said before of practice. And even I want to get better at practicing I was listening to a Tim Ferriss podcast with Jerry Seinfeld the other day. And the first five minute set that Seinfeld got on a late night show, which is like blew up his career. He practiced, he said over a thousand times. He practiced that set over a thousand times. Now you can't practice over a thousand times in front of all, you know, people it's in your car in your shower, while you're walking around, while you're cooking, like whatever it is, practice is so important that I think we just kind of feel like, oh, we need to just show up to the the speech or the talk or, or whatever that is without actually feeling it and internalizing it beforehand. I would say another thing is affirmations affirmations are so powerful and make them fit you. You know, one of the affirmations that I have generally is I am safe. I don't care if somebody sits in the audience and doesn't laugh at one thing that can't hurt me if I don't let it, you know, and if it does hurt me, then why, why, why does that hurt me? Why am I feeling that way? Do I need that's feedback? Do I need to work on my jokes? Is that maybe just not for them? Or do I need to practice more? Do I need to engage with them? Maybe they had a bad day, you know? So I think those affirmations of, they keep us grounded because we can't control what everybody else is going to think or react. So affirmations for me, like I am safe, you know, everything is working out for me. I belong here. Like just really claiming that people get up on the mic and it's their mic. It's in their hands for, for three minutes, five minutes, however long. And you got to really take that in. Mm. I love that you use the word strong too. And like that, what you shared about, like, I have the mic and it's in my hands. I think that is such an empowering thing to think about of like, this is your time. And I also think that like, it's not about showing up perfect, but it's about like giving it what we can give based on like what's happening in the moment. Right. Yeah. So I think that's so important too, to say like, did I give it my best, even though like all of these things were happening and not, not like make the bar so high of like, well, this just better go perfectly. Yeah. And I, I said this the, the other day to someone, uh, Sunny Linnerdoozy. She's a YouTuber. I, I love watching her content, but she said something that was experimentation over expectation. So experiment with things. If you want to try this line out, this quote out, this story out, do it and just kind of throw things at the wall. If you're doing stand up, people do whatever. People, the open mics, people do whatever. But if you're going in for a talk or a speech, you know, try things out. It may not work, but it may be the best thing that you've ever said. And people come up to you afterwards and say, wow, this really hit. So I think, yeah, it, it doesn't have to be perfect. It's always, it's always a process. It's always that experimenting over the, well, I hope this goes well. I hope these people take it how I want them to take it. 
I love that. And the next question dovetails really nicely on that. It's all about authenticity. What are your thoughts on like bringing authenticity in either for yourself or when someone is speaking? And then we can talk about if you have any advice for someone who's trying to figure out like, what does my authentic voice sound like? But let's just start with like, what are your overall thoughts on authenticity? I think it was my therapist who I was talking to a while ago, or maybe it was an interview. I heard something of, we wear these jackets and then we go through life. And then we, as we grow and as we become more aware of our thoughts and start consciously creating our life, we realize that these jackets are on us. And then we take it up. We're like, this isn't mine. This jacket isn't mine. And I think as you continue, as I've continued to take off those jackets, I've been able to become more authentic and find out what that really means. Because at the end of the day, we all want to be authentic. But there are some times where I've tried to be someone I wasn't. You know, was I being inauthentic? I I thought I was being authentic in the moment, you know, but then I had to realize, oh, wait. This, this isn't mine. I can be more authentic. I think it's, again, it's all a process of finding your authenticity. And one thing that might feel super authentic to you may be a little off-putting to somebody else. You know, I, I think for me, I love having these types of conversations. And so when I meet a random person or a person that I know, but don't get to talk to that often, I want to ask them questions about their life. I want to be like, what are you doing? Do you enjoy that? What would you like to be doing instead? And that can be a little off-putting to people, but that is my authentic self because I really care and value growth and people living their lives to, to their potential and to, you know, to their highest self. Right. So that is really authentic to me, but somebody else might see that as inauthentic. Just like, she wanted to know about all, you know, all my life being so nosy and all this. It's like, that's, that's fine. I really want to know what you're passionate about. And if that's too much, then, um, okay. You say you need to go to the bathroom, not come back. That's fine. That's fine. (laughs) But I, you know, if, if I can be my authentic self to, to everybody, then somebody will, will connect. Yeah. Do you notice a difference between comedians or performers who are like being more authentic versus not like as an observer or an audience member? Like, do you feel a difference in their energy? Yes. And I would also say I have so much compassion for the people who give off the kind of inauthentic energy, because I know they want so bad to be authentic. They want so bad, but, you know, maybe they're coming off as inauthentic because they think that this ball joke is going to be funny. Or, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the other thing, but I just didn't want to cuss. Um, you know, like these, these jokes, maybe they think that's funny, but that's really not authentic to them. So I can definitely tell different energies and what people are comfortable with and what they like talking about, what they like joking about. But yeah, it's so interesting watching as an audience member, because I'm like, I don't want to judge them. You know, if they are being inauthentic, I'll still give them a pound. I'll still give them, you know, high five, whatever it is, because they went up there and they did it. And eventually they're going to find what is authentic to them. And if they don't, I, I I hope they do. You just have to find it on your own. Yeah. I love that perspective of like, I'm supporting everyone. And like, I do think it's just like getting out there, right? Putting your work out there, putting yourself out there. And I think for me, I think this topic almost is like permission, right? Like this idea that like, we're all going to kind of, experiment and have like weird phases where we're like not being authentic. But for me, I guess the idea is like, we don't actually have to do that. Like the audience will love you. Right. And I think it can be really scary to lean into that trust, but I just find it so true that like, we really do 
just want to see the person we care about. Like you said, like, I want to know about you. And I just feel like in, in general with a lot of us, like, we just want to see you like, just show us. Yeah. And it's so fun to watch people's growth too. Because when you go to these open mics, you just see the same people over and over and you can see them refining their jokes, being more comfortable on stage. And yeah, it's really fun to see, to see the progress. Yeah. I, I really love that. And I just love that you emphasized like not creating this like right, wrong distinction over like authentic or not authentic and like letting it be a process and like letting each person figure it out. Because I think when we like villainize or self-criticize whether ourselves or others, it's all the same, but like, it's just not helpful for the process. Like we're always, I think where we're meant to be in the process. And sometimes it's not where we want to be, yeah. but it's where we are. And there's nothing wrong with us or with anyone, like for being at that point. Yeah. And you want to go real deep. Life is a mirror. So whatever you're judging on the outside, it's, it's internalized some way. So it, I, I think sometimes we, we, including myself, lose perspective lose the ability to change perspective, to see from somebody else's eyes, be like, you know what? I know what it feels like to be up on stage and not have a full-fledged joke and it just kind of fall flat or have a joke that maybe is kind of, maybe I shouldn't have said, you know, whatever it is, if you don't try it, you know, you'll never know. But it is that thing of a mirror. You have to be aware of, what you're reflecting. I fully agree. Fully agree with that. I think so often also like when we're scared, oh, what if someone thinks this thought about me? It's it's our own thought about ourselves. Yeah. And it can just be so freeing to start to see these patterns. And I love your perspective on authenticity. Just like so insightful, so refreshing. And I'm glad you shared it. Awesome. Um, before we pivot to the last section of the interview, Tell us what you have coming up and tell us where we can find you and support your work. Yes. Well, my address is no, okay. not, not my <laughs> I don't address. Know. Okay, we want to come baby. visit you. Yeah. <laughs> At first I was like, are you, is she going to give her email address? Or is she just like <laughs> calling it an address? Yeah. yeah address. Yeah. Email me your thoughts about this episode. So what I have coming up, I'm so excited. I hosted my first humor workshop in December. And this just came out of like, what, how can I use my experience and this humor and laughter that everybody needs, especially right now, how can I bring that to more people? And so I developed this humor workshop where we, we go in and we do improv exercises, laughter exercises to get out of our comfort zones. You know, people say that's scary. I'm like, yeah, that's what it's for. That's what it's for. So get out of our comfort zones to also decompress, to be silly, to realize that sometimes we take life so much more seriously than it needs to be, right? We're spinning on a giant ball in giant nothingness. And and sometimes I'm just sitting there like with feeling the weight of the world on my shoulders. And I'm just like, this is hilarious. <laughs> You know, you just kind of have to laugh at it sometimes. So, and stand up comedy has helped me heal so much this past year of being able to laugh about things that were once dark, where I can, you know, shed some light on it now. And it's helped me grow. The next humor workshop is January 15th. It's a Saturday, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is on Zoom, so online. So I say close required, but you can come in your PJs. And, and we just go in and have fun. And I got some great feedback from the first one. I had so much fun. It looked like other people had a lot of fun being silly. It's seriously, just have to be open, open to laughter. But that's my next one. And I am planning on on continuing to build more. So that's one thing I have coming up that I'm super excited about. And then you can find me pretty much everywhere, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter at Shade Beats. And that's S-H-A-Y-D-B-E-A-T-S. And that's also my website where you can register for the workshop and just find out more about me, shadebeats.com. 
Awesome. I'm going to link everything up below. And hopefully whenever this episode airs, you've got a workshop coming up. I'm definitely going to recommend to the women who listen to go because as someone who is on a similar journey there on, I know how powerful being in these spaces can be to help grow your confidence. So even if someone's like, I'm not a theater person, doesn't matter. Just go. (laughs) It really doesn't. And I, and I want to really you know, I, I have it for for pretty much anybody who wants to laugh right now, but I really want to also gear it towards people who are in business and people who are in corporations to where there's so much stress that you really need to decompress and you really need to be able to manage those emotions and helping yourself manage them through laughter is so powerful. So I'm hoping to also in 2022 bring this workshop to businesses and to corporations as well. So yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about it. Thank you for linking it all up. Totally. I appreciate it. Yeah. My pleasure. I think it's going to be much needed in corporations. So I wish that I still worked in corporate because I just feel like people are stressed and we're all being very rigid and we need, we need your help. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Yes. All right. So now it's time for the closing questions. These are the questions that I ask every single guest. So the first one is just an open-ended question. And I really like to give my guests a space to just share any messages, topics, causes, whatever that might be on their mind that they want to share that I haven't asked about. So I'll just give you the floor for this one. We've really touched on on a lot and a lot that I care about. I, I think it's really just a day in and day out process. It's a balance between discipline and grace. And I really think that the medium between that is honesty. I just want people to be honest with themselves. I've had to be honest with myself and it's hurt a lot of times because I realized, oh, I'm holding myself back. I am holding myself back. And it's really powerful when you can be honest with yourself because then you can move forward in the way that you want to. You can move forward and say, you know what? I really do want this big thing. Mm-hmm. Or you can say, you know what? I don't. And that's okay. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to stress about this, this thing anymore, this thing that I've been trying to be so disciplined about and hard on myself about. And you can just let it go. It's a daily thing. It's a daily and presence presence with that is so important. Meditation is so important. I listen to uh, Headspace, which is a guided meditation app and do 10 to 20 minutes a day. It's not that much. And it's so interesting. I hear the guy talking and he says, no effort is needed. You're just sitting here breathing. And I find that so interesting because you're not going on a run. You know, you're not pushing a, a tire. You're not putting in brain power. It's really no effort. And I say this because so many people are like, I can't meditate. I don't meditate. It's whatever. It's so needed. And it's it's in your mind. If we're really talking about being authentic and being able to show up as your authentic self, it's all in being present with where you are, who you're with, and who who you are. I agree with that so much. And for the second to last question, it's about the name of the show, The Art of Speaking Up. So I'd love to ask every guest, what does The Art of Speaking Up mean to you? You know, I love that title because it is an art, right? It's not just a practice because art, you can judge art, but you can't really say if it's good or bad right? It's, it's not really judged on that. You can either like it or not like it, but saying it's good or bad is, you know, it's what is good and what is bad. So what is the art of speaking up to me and being your authentic self? That is where the art comes in. I mean, you tell a robot to practice this thing every day, they'll practice it and they'll be perfect at it, but that's not artful. That's not creative. The art is you. And so really that creativity is just flowing through you because you are you, because you are that creativity alive, living. Again, the art of speaking up is such a cool title because 
it I love art. I love creativity and it's a process. It's always a process. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I resonate with that so much. And for the final question, so this question was inspired by what inspired the show. I started the show because I had this time in my career where I was just really struggling with confidence, just feeling overwhelmed, not feeling great. And I wanted to create this show to speak to women who might be going through a rough patch and just sort of like message to them that it's normal and it's okay. And it's also not going to last forever, but I'd love to give this last space to the guests just to speak to anyone who's like somewhere along the messy journey of growth and just tell that person, whatever you think that whatever you would want them to hear. Yeah. Well, I've practiced this over a thousand times what I'm going to say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> I, One message that I'd like to share is that it's never too late to be who you've always wanted to be. We go through life and we're like, well, we didn't do that thing. We didn't become that person that we wanted to. We, you know, we didn't follow through on this thing, but it's never too late to start and to do the thing that you've always wanted to do. It's never too late. You know, I moved out to LA when I was 24. Now I'm 31. And I I mean, to be honest, I've had times where I'm like, man, my time has passed. Right? Like my time, you know, what I wanted, I it's it's gone. Now I'm old. <laughs> Oh, I, and I, and I do not, no, I do not think that, but that's, that's, I think how society, you know, has conditioned us sometimes of being like, well, you're past your prime, sorry. But I have really had to reprogram that. And it's, it's like, what can I give today that maybe I wasn't able to give before I'm smarter. Now I have more wisdom. I have more skills now, because I have worked on, I have more confidence. So I don't care who you were before. You're better now. You're better because you have that experience. Nobody else has that experience. You can't pay for experience. Don't let that experience go to waste. Use that experience to your benefit. Like you being stuck or in those bad thoughts, like now you have a story. And now you have this podcast. And so I think I want people to live their authentic life, what they feel their passion is and what they can give to the world like now, because that's where your power is. It's in the now. All of your power is in the now. You can't say, I'm going to run tomorrow. There's literally no power in that in tomorrow. There's no power. There's no promise in tomorrow. It's all in right now. It's all in the present moment. So start now. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the show, Shay. Yeah, I had so much fun. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Wasn't this a good one? This one, I think, really reminded me because my brain loves to go back to like these old perfectionist patterns. And it reminded me once again of what I know to be true, but what I often forget, which is that like when we let go and we stop needing things to be perfect and we just are courageous enough to show up and try to be as authentic as possible, that is really when we are most impactful and most powerful. And I am so grateful to Shay for coming on this show and for reminding me of that. And also very grateful to Shay for offering you all a discount on the humor workshops that are coming up next week. So if you are listening to this podcast the week that it was published, the humor workshops that Shay mentioned are open for signups and there is a $10 off discount for listeners of the show. So if you use the link in the show notes and sign up using the discount code SPEAKUP, all one word, all lowercase letters, you will get $10 off of your spot in the humor workshop. And these are a space where you can disconnect and you can tap into humor and exit your comfort zone and just kind of unplug from the stresses of day-to-day -day life. 
And I'm realizing that this kind of sounds like an ad. This isn't an ad. Shay just reached out and let me know about these workshops and about the discount code. And I thought that a lot of you would be interested in this because I know so many of you are trying to figure out how do I break out of old patterns? How do I find my voice? How do I start to build confidence? And spaces like this are such a good way to get out of your head, to get out of perfectionism and just begin to explore different sides of you that you might not have a chance to explore in kind of sometimes the stiff, rigid environment of like a corporate office. And so I think this is a great opportunity to play with that and experience that. And if you're feeling the tug to sign up, I definitely suggest you do. I will link the workshops in the show notes and I will put the discount code in there as well. And a big thanks to Shay for coming on the show, for being the first guest on here in a while, and for offering these workshops and this generous discount code to all of you. And a big thanks to you for being here and listening to the podcast and making it all the way to the end. I always have this special place in my heart for anyone who's listening to the end because a lot of people don't make it to the end of the episode, but you did. And so it's special to have you here. I'm thanking you for being here and thanking you for listening to and supporting the show. If you are enjoying the show, I would love to hear from you. I will drop my contact information in the show notes. You can send me a message on Instagram. I love hearing from those of you who listen to the show. And if you're curious about exploring my work and going deeper into some of my coaching work, if you head over to my coaching website, which is justguzzitcoaching.com, you will find not only a bunch of free resources that can take your growth and your professional journey deeper, but you will also find information on how you can work with me either through my private one-on-one six-month coaching program or through my group program, The Art of Speaking Up Academy. All of that information is on my website and I wanna thank you so much for being here. I hope that you can find a few nuggets in this interview to take with you and hold with you as you're in those meetings and as you're having those moments where maybe you feel a little bit small and afraid. Know (laughs) that there are people out there that are getting up in front of a theater full of skeptical audience members, some who are maybe like angry and drunk and delivering a comedy routine that they wrote themselves that maybe they've never tested in front of an audience before. And like, think about how scary that must be. And then think about the situation that you're in and be like, okay, I can definitely do this, right? I'm wishing you so much luck in your journey of finding courage and confidence and finding your voice. I will catch you next week for a solo episode and I hope you have a wonderfully beautiful day. Bye.